from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey, Jeff! Hi, Aaron! Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano. And I am Jeff Stormer. And this is a podcast where we like to talk about the dangers of dark magic. Yes, sort of a uh, sort of a, a moral fable, if you will, a modern moral fable for a modern age. We are sort of guiding you in the ways of how to avoid dark magic in your own life, lest you start a fantasy podcast with your best friend. Yep, kids, I don't. It, this is more of a don't do as I say, not as I do type of podcast because we are currently just surging with horrible dark magical ham energies. Yeah, it's um. It's it's sort of like uh it's like sixty percent dark creative energy and about forty percent indigestion. Mm-hmm. It gas. sort of swirls together. Yeah, yeah. Um listen, do you know how much pig feed costs on a weekly level, <laughs> kids? Do you know what these expenses are? This pig is, is <laughs> God, he is just breaking the bank. It just eats all the time. It just eats all the time. It's true. And I I don't kids. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, how can I get in on this dark magical fantasy business? I want you to take a long look in the mirror and wonder, how much pain do you want to endure? Because Jeff and I currently, financially, physically, emotionally, are just being drained by not this podcast. Just by owning the pig. It's just the pig. This pig is killing (laughs) us. Just Mr. Honkers. Mr. Honkers, you are bleeding us dry. But I don't know any other way uh, to get uh, to the dark uh, magic uh, smoke uh, now shack. He's giving us the he's giving us the sad eyes now. And oh, oh I'm oh, sorry. I didn't know he was there. I'm so, sorry. You're so cute. Uh, you're such a cute little baby. All right, oh. I'll get the uh, saddle. Off we go right. to the smoke shack. <laughs> all right. So do we have a prompt this week? <laughs> yes, we do. Um, uh, Mr. Honkers has brought us to. Mr. Honkers brought us a prompt from Jackie B at Doily Spider on Twitter. Uh, great game designer, really, really wonderful person. Jackie submits a failed mad scientist who is in love with their most successful creation. Okay. Okay. So, a scientist. Yes. Uh, a mad scientist. That is a, that is a word. Well, it's a, okay, there's a lot to this prompt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a lot. That's why I, that's why I dig it, is because there's a lot going on. There is a failed mad scientist. So they were a scientist. Yes. Who went mad. Right. But also fucked up. Shit, shit the bed completely and is a failed mad scientist. Well, yeah, because I, uh, the way that I'm kind of seeing this breaking down in my head is that there's the mad scientist and the failed scientist. Because those two, that feels like a natural, like, correlation causation thing. Ooh. Is if you're a failed scientist, like, that feels like you're naturally going to turn into a mad scientist. Oh, hell yes, it is. Okay. Okay, so this lab rat. What was what were they studying? Or right, let's roll on a pronoun real quick. Just yeah, roll on pronoun. That is a one. Okay. So what was he studying that like like he failed at? What did he fail at? Hmm. What is okay? So they eventually fall in love with their creation. Ooh, I have something. All right. Were they? Were they? Is this like a Frankenstein's monster type guy? Okay. So what is the kind of thing that leads to creating something you can fall in love with? Is it robotics? Is it like Frankenstein, like creating life? I, I'm thinking robotics. I think robotics is cool. And I think because of that, I think they're a dwarf. Ooh, fuck yeah. 
I think that's neat. He's a dwarf, but he's like a gearhead. Yeah. And, uh, and he is trying to, what's he trying to make? Well, let me ask you this. What do you think his first word was? Hmm. I'm trying to think like Turing, but, uh, hmm. Cause I've, I've got something. Oh, the fuck guy got nothing. I'm like, robot. <laughs> I'm thinking conquest. Oh, shit. You done changed the game. Okay. So what I'm getting from someone whose destiny is fucking conquest, this young dwarf was born thinking, knowing that they're destined for great things. Yeah, right. That they're going to be a part of uh some sort of, they're going to conquer something or yeah, contribute. Yeah, they're going to be like an invader or a war. They're going to be some kind of a warrior. Ooh, I love that. Okay, so what is their, what's his name? Hmm. What's a good? It's a dwarf name for a conqueror. Let me look around my apartment for a hint. Thinking <laughs> Iron Hand is the last name. Ooh, Iron Hand, and the first name is Rust. Yeah, it's Rust Iron Hand. Rust Iron Hand. Rust Iron Hand is cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so Rust Iron Hand's first word is conquest. Conquest. And where does this dwarf come from? What family is he born into? Like, what? Where does this? I have stock? a table for that if you want to roll it. Oh my god! Yes. Pulled up the uh, I pulled up the the Pathfinder background generator, which we yes. used once upon a time for a very popular character. Ooh, let's do it. So roll me a D hundred. That's gonna be two D ten. Okay. This will tell us the area that they were raised. This is their homeland. Ten. They were raised in the hills or mountains. Okay, so this is a this is a son of Geode? Yeah, this is a this is a Geodian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am Rust Iron Hand, I am Geodian by birth. Okay, so born in Geode, word is conquer. I'm thinking that Rust Iron Hand was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Oh, for that that's kind of where I was leaning as well, now that, like, thinking about that. And the, specifically, like, he's raised among this, like, artistic movement mm. of, like, super creative. You know what I mean? Like, because it's Geode. It's sort of the epicenter of that dwarven culture yes. of, like, be creating all the time. Okay. And I'm thinking that if his thing is conquest, it's his, uh, I think... That he's placed into like maybe some kind of accelerated program because it's yeah. not like saying milk and it's like, all right, go be a dairy <laughs> farmer. If you're right. saying conquest, I think some people are going to be like, hmm, this baby might be our key to expanding geode. Like maybe, yeah. maybe bad people take, raise him thinking like maybe if your word right, right, right. is I like destruction. Some, like, you basically go to, like, the Black Ops section of yeah. Geode, the government, and they raise you, like, to be some, they they determine your fate for you and help nurture it along. Yeah, I think that's kind of tragic and tragic and horrifying, but mm -hmm. cool as hell. So Rust yeah, is into put that. into, like, an accelerated creative program with the word Conquest, and I think they just kind of drop you into a room, like, you're in a room with, there's... Any resource you could need in this warehouse. Yeah. And it's like, what do you feel like doing, Rust? Over the loudspeaker? Mm-hmm. Like some oh, kind of- Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. I, hate that. this, I love like, it. And Rust is like, at this point, like 10. And it's like, um, I don't know. And there's like, their idea of Legos, in this case, might be bits and pieces of like, I don't know, robot. 
It's like actual factory floor equipment. It's like, what do you want to, what do you want to do today, Rust? I don't know. Do you want to operate the welding arm? And it's like this, like towering welding arm. <laughs> I'm ten. No. Maybe you wanna, maybe you wanna use that welding arm. What if you used that welding arm and started forging? Maybe let's see. Uh, let's see you paint something, and they teach Rust that painting means like creating a head. Like, why don't yeah, you just make right. a big steel head for us? Oh, shit. So gradually, they just get him to build. Jeff, is Rust making a fucking mech? I think so. Or at least a warbot. Yes. I'm going to say, hmm. Well, like, what we would think of as a mech. You know what I mean? Like, some kind of exosuit or, like, a giant. I'm thinking a big robot. No? Uh, a big robot. I don't know if necessarily, like, mech-sized, like, stories tall, but oh, certainly I was I'm thinking, thinking like, like, a solid, like, 8 to 10 feet tall, like, killbot. Yes. Okay, good. So, Jeff, is he making some kind of tall, like a Terminator? Yeah, I think he's making it, like, a killer robot. Oh, shit. <laughs> but he doesn't know! So he grows up just making, building this robot and making it, like, stronger and deadlier and, like, bigger- and scarier. There's just one? It's just one. Over the loudspeaker. Rust. Yeah? Do you want to make a friend today? Of course I want to make a friend. All right. Well, you got to start with the head. Oh, that's that's a smart idea. Yeah. Don't forget the arms and the torso and the gun and oh. the sword and the rocket boots. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. The, the government of Geode is turning him into this creative monster where he's making a <laughs> kill bot. Oh, that's horrible. I love it. It's like not the king of Geode. Maybe it's like, it's Ooh. like, once again, it's like Black Ops type thing or some underground. What if it's an usurper? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it's like a legit supervillain situation. Oh, this is a bad boy. I love this. All right. So there's, oh, okay. All right. Perfect. So, okay. I got it then. We're, we're going back. Take it back now. Yeah, right. Oh, you're iron crab. I have no So, Geode, Rust Iron Hand, is born in just an average house in Geode. Yeah. Okay? They are born into a family of, you know, just blue collar inventors who are inventing yeah, yeah, yeah. things like new gloves and hats and, uh, you know, like there's a blacksmith. It's just typical, you know, typical Geode stuff. This baby comes out saying conquest. And the whole city, the whole town, this small town in Geode is like, whoa, did you hear about uh, the Iron Hand kid? He's saying conquest, blah, 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 oh my god. Yeah, conquest. it's like a whole thing. It's like a really big deal. And then in swoops this person who's like this mysterious figure. Who is this mysterious figure that rolls into this small town and says to the family, your, your son is destined for bigger and better things. Oh my god, is it some kind of horrible, like, your your son has a great destiny, let me develop oh, it for the good of Geode? 100% that. Bad person is no mm, good. Mm, I've actually got it. I know okay. who it is. I know who it is. Okay. So, you said it's not the king of Geode. No. But I think it's not the king of Geode yet. Or at least, it's not a noble of Geode yet. Because what I, I think who it is, is the noble that eventually, I don't remember if they're the king or just a high-ranking noble. That eventually seals off Geo the dwarves. <gasps> so I think that's the. I think they've eventually taken over Geode through like political machinations. Oh, so the the future political figure, who, yes, who seal who cuts the dwarves away from the world without magic, 
is the one who's recruiting Rust Iron Hands as a child yes. to create a murder bot to overthrow Geode. Yes. Holy shit. What's this person's name? Mm. Is it a dwarf? Hmm. Right? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Do you want to roll on a race? Can we do yeah, that? Yeah, let's do that. Let me just pull up uh, Central Casting and we'll roll oh, on that table. Oh, shit. Because I forgot that there's a race table in that. Yeah, so roll me a d20. Okay, go. 12. They're a human. Oh, shit. A human is in Geode and wants to take Geode over? Yes. That's not good. Um, and I think, and it's, it's oh, that's fascinating because they do it through, they don't do it like through a direct attack. They do it through like charming people. From the inside out. Yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. Oh, my, this is like a coup, a yeah. long-term coup on Geode. Why oh, would they want this? Because that's where like all of the things are. Like that is the epicenter of like science and research and fashion and all of these things. It is a cultural place. So Ooh. maybe they're just like a person that likes things. Okay. All right. We'll put a pin in this human. So Rust Iron Hands childhood and life. Yes. So Rust Iron Hands grows up creating a murder bot, not knowing it as an adult. So the murder bot is complete. Rust Iron Hands is 30. I think I've got something. What's up? I think I've got a few things. Iron Hand is working on this as a 10-year-old, like a child, or whatever the dwarf equivalent of a 10-year-old is. Yeah. Iron Hand is also a failed scientist. Oh, that doesn't happen after? <gasps> I'm thinking that whatever he does, this robot does not turn out to be the killbot that it's intended to be. Ooh. It turns out to just be perhaps like it just tur it, it's a combat bot and it's a conquest bot, but it is not a kill bot in the way that that this human wants it to be. So they are branded a failed scientist and cast out of society. Now I say all of this because there is another prompt that I'm thinking of. This is from Dan Anderson. Dan NRL at Twitter. Dan writes, an ancient warrior that will only be satisfied when he is bested in one on one combat but remains undefeated. Can I throw something out there? Yes. Jeff, is this mysterious human? Is it that fucking champion? I want to, if I can flip this on its head a small bit. Oh my God. I... Is the ancient warrior the fucking human who's yet to be defeated? Oh my God, I love that. That's why he needs Rust Iron Hands to make the ultimate murder bot. Mm -hmm. The ultimate, the only challenge could then be something artificial. Maybe? Yeah. Oh my god, that's so interesting. Looking for someone to end yeah. this long, long, unending, this long, unending life. Do you think they were one of the first humans? Yes, that's what I'm thinking. That first, that first battalion charge? Yes. Oh shit, Jeff, this is the human that killed King Arthur. It is 100%. And, oh. oh my god. And once King Arthur was slain, motherfucker just walked out and was like just I left. can't be cha I can't be challenged by anyone else. Like big Jeremy is putting on everything and like powering up, you know, and the battle's raging. This motherfucker just walked away and just was like left. I have no equal. Killing King Arthur essentially broke Red's hold on it. Yes. Or broke Red's hold on him and was just like I, I can't be beaten. What? I can't. And it's just and spends the rest of eternity or the rest of like generations walking around seemingly unaging challenging people to combat and just wrecking them oh shit just just owning their shit oh my god okay 
So we have this human. What is their name? I'm going to roll on a fucking, because now we got two. This is a two for one. Yep. This, this eternal fucking champion. They are named. They are named. Something fucking dope. Delta. Ooh, the symbol for change. That's neat. I was thinking Delta as in like the military alphabet as in they were like the fourth human. <laughs> they're like the fourth human that Red has created. So they are like still, they're still like a killing, like a killer, like a cold-blooded super killer. Oh, and wow. So they're like the fourth person. I like this. So Delta is traveling the world. Yep. Challenging everyone to combat and just destroying them. The only way they can be satisfied Meaning, like, this is, bo- life is boring. Mm-hmm. Some, I need someone to kill me. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, well, it's that and it's also the weight of it. Because I can't imagine they've been letting their, their, their opponents live. No, I have to imagine not. it's like, you, you come to me, I'm going to kill you. Because I know, ki- I know how to kill. Like, I yeah. am a killer. Mm-hmm. You come to me, I'm going to kill you. But, like, all I want is to be put to rest. Because I've done so many horrible things. I have something, Jeff. All right, hit me. So Delta comes to Geode. And finds someone with the dwarven word for conquest. Yeah. Thinking that this is the child that will finally be able to best me one day. And sees that their talent in invention, in crafting, will lead to them making... So Delta trains this child their entire life to creating the best murder bot. Right. So as an adult has this robot, why is it a failure? Why is it a failure? What does it do that isn't killing, but has to do with conquest? Because Mm. I have something. Hit me. So what I'm thinking is, because you said that Delta is the one that leads to the sealing away of Geode. Yes. So I'm thinking that Delta sees Rust Iron. Let's talk about Rust Iron Hands first. Yeah, right. Like, who is this person? What are they like? Because I think that will fuel to what leads to the sealing away of Geode and the fate of Delta and this whole thing. So Delta is raised in basically a facility by an ancient warrior killer. Yes. I think Rust is a creative sort, is like a, a an artist, even, is okay. an artist of a scientist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the creation of this machine is not creating a kill bot, it is creating a work of art. It is creating a thing that, Ru- that Rust is putting his heart and soul into. So he is making it not, not to fulfill his destiny. He is making it because the joy of create, like the joy of making, of building a thing is the thing to him. So that makes a lot more sense. So this is a true artistic soul. Yeah. Because it's someone who literally has spent every waking hour being guided to build, to create something. And even if there is like a gun on the arm, maybe like it doesn't, it it doesn't fire. It's just designed, you know, like it's, it's just, hmm. Because I'm thinking that there had to be, do you think he had free reign when making the bot? I think to an extent, like, I think it was like, like you were saying, where it's like, don't forget the head or the arms Mm -hmm. or the gun. Yeah. But I think that, like, Rust had a lot of time to himself and a lot of impulses of, like, well, what if I made the gun look like this? It probably wouldn't fire as well, but it would be a really beautiful, like, accent piece. Holy shit. Okay, I, I have, I have a whole thing now that you said that. Okay, so Delta is a mysterious stranger, comes to Geode, raises a child in a facility, blah, 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 wants to create the perfect death bot. Rust spends every waking hour in this facility working on this bot for 20 years, we'll say. So as an adult, they have a lot of time. I think that Delta's not monitoring them. I've got something. If it's built to be for conquest, 
and it is a failure at that. But as a dwarf, like, he's still going to succeed at the idea of conquest. Yes. What if he succeeds at building this combat robot, but it is a different kind of combat than he was perhaps intended to make? What kind of combat? What if, driven by his love of the arts, in addition to his desire for conquest, what if he captures fantasy's quickest spreading artistic movement? What is that? And he creates a pro wrestling robot. Oh! and it's like a masterful like combat robot but it is strictly non-lethal and like everything that it does is just about subduing its opponent for that three count and it's like the greatest wrestle bot that has ever been built but it's an overall failure for conquest yeah it is it is a failure in the eyes of delta and therefore Delta has the ability to spread that to the culture at large. I'm trying to, like, ring all of this in. You know what I mean? And, like, make this smaller. Because right now it's real big. And Mm -hmm. how can we make this whole tale more condensed? So we have Rust Iron Hands. Yeah. Who has created a non-lethal wrestling bot. Yeah. And Delta, the overseer of this entire operation, is an ancient human who wishes to be bested by this robot. Right. And not only bested, but ki- like wishes killed. to be killed by this robot. Wishes to be killed by this robot. How does this all come together? Especially when he has to fall in love with the robot. <laughs> well, I think that being in love is a complicated thing. There's a lot of ways to be in love with something. So this isn't a romantic love. I, I'm not sure. Like, I, I initially thought it might be. Yeah. And I think there might be an element of that, especially because, like, this is a living being. Yes. Like, the robot is a living, is a living thing. So there's definitely, there probably is an element of that as they spend a lot of time together. Yes. They know each other very well. But I also think that it's this weird element of like, it's like part romantic love and part like the love of a project. And it's part like the love of personal fulfillment. It's a lot of complicated emotional stuff that's going into this robot. And all of it is being translated into, I need to spend three days without sleep making this like sword the greatest it can be without just straight beheading someone. So Rust is an adult. Yeah. Delta comes to check on Rust, comes down to the office, comes down to the facility. Show me what you have. Okay, so he's like, this is my robot. This is the Warforged. Ooh, this is the Warforged. This is it. I've been working for years on the Warforged, and it's ready for you to... We're ready to conquest. I think what Rust wants is for... I mean, he maybe he has a TV in there, and he's been watching pro wrestling on it, like, in his off time, and it's just like, wow, that's the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. wants to... And just wants to... Hmm, I don't know. How does Conquest tie into a pro wrestling bot? Okay, I've, I've got it. I, I know how all of this, like, comes up. Okay. I can see it in my head real clear. Rust is like, I finished it. It's done. It's ready. And Delta's like, great, bring it. Bring it. Like, bring it to the arena. We'll, we'll have our battle. And they fight. And the Warforged, by all rights, wins. At least according to the directives of the Warforged. Mm. But it won't kill Delta. Like, kicks the shit out of them, and then pins them. Just, like, puts its hands on their chest, or, like, on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Is like, one, two, three, and then just stops. Oh, shit. So, what is the consequence of that, then? Because his entire life, uh, poor, what's his name? <laughs> exactly. Rust. That's the thing. Poor Rust. We don't know anything about this poor kid, except that he's been raised in a lab his entire life, dedicating everything to this robot that he cares so much for. 
that all he knows is that this will lead to conquest. I think this is a this is a tragic tale of oh, yeah, someone sure. who has had their destiny shaped by some asshole and is makes this robot out of love. Just mm-hmm. this beautiful creation. It's like a hobby bot. It's like I love yeah. wrestling. Rust is a simple guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There aren't many pleasures. Rust spends his days just daydreaming and I wonder what this robot could be. Yeah, ooh, I got it, Jeff. Rust has created his hero. Yeah. This is my hero. He 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 wants his ideal. He wants to put in this robot everything that he wishes he could be. Yes. Everything that he's not. So it's like big, it's strong, it's powerful, but it's also like charismatic and like sociable and it like it's a wrestler so it's got a lot of like it's got presence and stage presence and it talks to people whereas rusty is this like kind of reserved kind of quiet kid who like doesn't like have a lot you know no, what he's I mean? lonely and hasn't talked to people he's yeah. lonely so that's this thing that projects and puts on a show and i think i know like i know what happens what happens it wins the fight according to the directives of the warforged and then delta just destroys it <gasps> Just smashes it, like, and is like, you, you failed. You failed. You are a failure, Rust Iron Hand. Get out. And oh. it just banishes him. My God. Okay. I think, I have an idea for what happens afterward. Okay, hit me. And it's, it's big picture shit. Yeah. Okay. Because you said that this, this will eventually lead to why these dwarves are sealed away. Mm-hmm. So Rust Iron Hand's robot best friend is defeated. Mm-hmm. destroyed by the hands of this motherfucker who just i think delta for after destroying this robot is like i have put everything into creating this bot that will create a challenge this city is worthless to me i thought that the, your infinite creative minds could craft something and just completely overthrows geode and i think goes back to the idea that like delta was able to do all of this because they're because they're charming and they were able to like talk their way into it I think that they ultimately like rewrite the culture to be all about making the kind making a killbot capable of killing Delta. Ooh, shit. And that's why it's sealed. That's why it's sealed off. Is they're just like, no, you no, there's no point in leaving. Everything out there is dead and worthless. The only thing that matters is making making a machine powerful enough to defeat me. Oh my god. Geode is fucked. Okay, so Delta starts running Geode. Delta, I guess, overthrows the fucking kings and queens of Geode mm-hmm. with this, obviously, path of destruction. Rust Ironhands is a failed mad scientist who loves nothing more than its creation. I know, mm-hmm. I fucking know what has to happen then. All right. So Delta runs Geode. Total yep. piece of shit. All life in Geode is now dedicated to do crafting a robot that can destroy Delta. Yeah. God, this is so complicated, and I know what I want to happen, but it's a lot. Okay. Ugh. So, is this pre or post Amy's trip to uh, Geode? I think this is post Amy's trip. I think Delta is among the people that come, like, not with Amy, but behind Amy. Okay. So Rust Iron Hands knows about the Machine God, knows that you have to create your own destiny, that there are many mm-hmm. ways to do something. And mm-hmm. I think Rust starts seeing that there are many ways to overthrow, to create something that can best Delta. Mm-hmm. So, oh God, this is so hard. Um, This is a hard one. <laughs> How can this be about Rust Iron Hands? Oh, I actually have something. Okay. Okay, Rust Iron Hands knows how to make a robot. Yeah. And knows that conquest is his destiny. Yeah. His destiny is something 
that is conquest. Mm-hmm. Geode has been taken. Geode yep. has fallen in this era yep. to this human who cannot be killed by any means, no matter what the challenge. Yep. Because they want to be bested in one-on-one combat. Rust Iron Hands dedicates his life now to creating something that will empower all of Geode to be able to rise up against this one combatant. One-on-one combat, Delta is invincible. But if he can create an army to overthrow Delta, Geode will be one again. He'll be able to conquer Geode. I'm setting the scene. They're in the arena. The Iron Forged is destroyed. Mm-hmm. He takes the energy source, whatever is powering the Iron mm-hmm, Forged, mm-hmm. goes back to the facility and spends an eternity taking the frame of the Iron Forged and turning it into some kind of generator that will power Geode with magical energy? Yeah, to throw over the All right, this yeah. This is so hard. I don't know what to do. I, I no, know. I think I I I love where you're at and I think what I think what I think it ends up being is taking that that energy source is taking it back and building a new robot, rebuilding rebuilding his lost love. Ooh. And the thing that makes him a mad scientist is that he lives the he lives generations in seclusion just building this this machine. It's not a machine of con- like it's not a machine of combat. It's not a machine of conquest. It is a machine in the same way that he's putting his ideals into it. This is a machine to inspire people. This is a machine. It's of a leader, like- Jeff. Yeah, he builds a leader. Oh my god, he made a leader. Yeah, he makes a leader, and that's that's the thing that eventually overpow- overthrows Delta because nothing can nothing can beat them in combat. No, they're, they're unbeatable in combat. It's it's then that that the people then rise up and eject. Delta. Is Geode run by a robot now? I think eventually Geode becomes run by a machine god. Holy shit. The grand beauty of all things. And it's Rust Iron it's Rust Iron Hand's robot. It's the Iron, the Iron Forged. Forged. Whoa. Oh my gosh, wait, there's a real beautiful ending to that. What is it? We said that it was Delta that sealed the walls and eventually and eventually brings in John Pierre. What if it's the Iron Forged? The city is already locked down, but it is the Iron Forged child that John Pierre friends, and eventually he's let out. Rust Iron Hands works for we said eons, or yep. remaking this robot out of love, remaking you know his ideal. Eons have gone by. Magic has dried up. We said like the ley lines have been damaged in John Pierre's future. You know, yeah, the ley lines have been wounded. Something has wounded them. We haven't yep. decided that yet. So the Iron Forge decides to lock Geode away. The Ideal has decided that it is safest for this city to lock itself away to avoid a future calamity. Something happens. The Iron Forge is the nobleman's child that Jean Pierre saves. Then the noble must be must Iron Hand. Yeah. That's amazing. I know exactly what has to be done. We're in the future where the ley lines have been wounded, magic is no more. So the only source of, like, power in this city is the Warforged. Yeah. Rust Iron Hands knows that something has to be done to power the city, to power Mm -hmm, the world mm -hmm. again. So the energy source of the Warforged has to become what powers the Lone Star. That's super cool. That's the coolest. Like, that's the coolest thing in the world. And so John Pierre is, what, given? Because you said he crafts it. Does he craft it with Rust Iron Hands? I think Rust Iron Hands gives him the power source. Yeah. And it's like, go. Give life to the world again. Do 
what the Warforged would do. Actually, you were calling it the Ironforged for a minute, and I feel like that's way cooler, and I think that's what I'm going to go with. Okay, so the Ironforged. Rust gives John Pierre the heart of the Ironforged and says, do what the Ironforge wanted and save us all. And that's why he's injecting this ideal, this energy of leadership, mm-hmm. and all all of the dreams of Rust are in this energy source, which is now in the Lone Star, about mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. fired back into the world to give life to it. That's that's cool as hell. Holy shit, that's some conquest. Like, that's conquest. Wow. Conquer the forces that would undo the ley lines and subsequently the world. He's the reason why John Pierre has the Lone Star. It's because That's of the Ironforged robot. Wow. Because I love the fact that Delta's the reason why it got sealed away. Mm-hmm. Geo decides to close up shop, but sends one soldier out, one ancient soldier, to revitalize the planet with the dwarven ideal of creation. What better than to give the ley lines the power of creation than the dwarven ideal of creation? Mm-hmm. Holy shit! That's amazing. That's amazing. What a cool... Okay, let's roll an ideal then. Let's roll... Can we roll on the quick D&D tables? To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Rust, but we just... We don't know him that well yet. Let's roll. All right. What's his background? Give me a D8. Give me a D8 for a personality trait. I'm going to use the librarian background because I couldn't find like a good science... Like a really great scientist one, and this one feels good. He is like... You know, he has an archive of... Yeah. I will it, say it, it's it, at least to having a wellspring of information is what yeah, it's a, that. I figure. I figure this is at least a starting place. I couldn't find one that exactly did what I wanted, but this feels like a good starting place. Yeah. One. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fiddle with this and say science is my everything. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. The, his life is dedicated to the act of figuring out how things work. I mean, this guy yeah. created an energy source that can give life to the planet. Yeah, all he's ever, like, science is his reason for being. The science behind creating a life and what makes a life. Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how can I make myself a friend? How can I give life where there was none? Has been this guy's life mission, his quest to conquer loneliness. And yeah, this, it's right. everything to him to figure out how this works. True science is his life. Damn. Yeah. All right, so roll me a d6 for his ideal. All right, animal d6. Three, frog. There are many pieces of information in the world. That's it? That's it. That's his ideal? Yeah, well, that makes sense. That actually ties really nicely in with the wrestling idea, is that, like, his ideal is wanting to just learn, like, science from around the world, and, like, culture from around the world, because he's been, had this sheltered, like, locked away life. Ooh, maybe, I mean, even to tie into this library thing then, we can say that the workshop is full, the facility is full of books and records of history. That's and yeah, yeah, it's sort of like a library <laughs> with a lab inside of it where he's just been able to absorb an ungodly amount of information about the world. Yeah. It's not from TV. His knowledge of wrestling is only from books and recorded information. Yeah. Love that. And he knows that there's an entire world out there, but his is limited to this one space and if he can if he can create something that can do what he can't do that can leave and explore and conquer you know what i mean like go Mm -hmm. out there and see the world for me be my eyes Ooh, love that all right roll me a d6 for a bond one horse Ooh, that's interesting i opened the library so he spent he he had to spend much of his childhood basically like co- like petitioning for this stuff. Mm. It's like like he wanted this knowledge and he had to gather it himself. And that's really maybe the only reason that he was able to like find the correct formulae 
to build this energy source was because he was the only one being like, no, I want you to bring me everything there is about, like, how the elven tide works. Ooh, he had a checklist for Delta. And was like, if you want me to create this bot, I have a specific, I have some needs. I need to know about this. Oh. I need to know, like, yeah, I need to know about Beastmen. I need to know everything there is about, like, how Beastmen come to be. Ooh, so we have someone who has, like, an incomplete knowledge. Holy shit, they figure out pretty much how the ley lines work. If they've recreated it. I think they're the only person that knows how the ley lines work. They're like, I think they've decoded through reading about history and just life yeah. in general that... Holy shit, we all come from a magic energy source. Mm-hmm. If life is magic, gifted to, I can recreate this using, ooh, they decode magic. Yeah, they figure it out. They crack the code. Oh, that's so awesome. It's just this genius mind. That's why it's a mad scientist. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's, once again, a matter of opinion. Yeah, I think it's, I think the mad scientist is purely a matter of opinion. They have a weird obsession with like world knowledge. That everybody's like, you're weird. Like, that's a weird thing. But they're the only ones being like, no, you don't see what I see. I get how it works. I figured out the game. My creation is creation. It is giving. Yeah. It's making something that was not there there before. Mm-hmm. It, it, it did end up being like Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. All right. That's what's last? Cool as hell. Roll me 1d6 for their flaw. Okay. One again, horsey. I cannot stand not reading at least one page of a book a day. That makes sense. They're constantly, they're constantly, like, just pulling at every piece of information they can, because the more they know, the more they're, like, they, the, the world it makes sense. But that's their flaw. Well, I think that also ties into where the mad scientist comes into play, is that they've, like, pushed people away. They're yeah. like, no, I need to know how this works. I'm on the verge of figuring out reality. Yes, even while Delta was in rule, I think Rust, oh, what a selfless existence. Like, dedicating an entire life to reading and learning more and more missing out on what we would think of like living a life everything mm-hmm. has been dedicated to his love of creation that's sad in a way mm-hmm. there's, just, there's a sadness there of like i can't i can't have a social life because i i am i need to unearth this and the, and if i don't then no one ever will that's kind of sad but it's also kind of neat and beautiful yeah and one of his one of his knights john pierre saved his creation somehow mm-hmm. oh we said it was uh it had a disease right yeah yes holy shit we said that john pierre had a future vision of uh the nobleman's the nobleman's child's disease so mm-hmm. did he cure some kind of robotic nano disease <laughs> Oh my god, what if it was, like, essentially, like, a line of code that would eventually, like, kill the robot? Like, would eventually just shut the robot down? And Jean-Pierre, with his magic powers... Was able to be like, oh, oh, um, we need to, we need to change this line of code before this date. And Russ Ironhand was like, oh my god, you're absolutely right. That line of code would have destroyed the revitalization of the planet. Yeah. I need you to go out there. And that's when he was like, you have the gift of foresight. I, I know exactly what I need you to do. I'm going to give you this responsibility. I'm going to give you my love, give you my life's work. And it's this, it's, I'm thinking it's this tiny little like orb or crystal. And he's like, if we can figure out how to transfer this into the ley lines, we can revitalize the planet. And that's why Jean Pierre knows what they are because he's told by Rust Iron Hands. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. like, you need to be the lone gunman. Who travels the world. This the responsibility lies only to you, Jean Pierre. I can only he tells him in secret, there is someone who's out there who will be after you. They want this power. They will want you to kill them, Jean Pierre, using this energy. But you mm-hmm. only have five shots. 
yeah. you can't use one of them on Delta. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! That's amazing. Like that's badass as hell. Delta is following John Pierre, trying to get John Pierre to challenge them to one-on-one combat. John Pierre just has to be a stealth mission mm-hmm. and sneak into the hearts of, I guess, there's temples, like the ruins of Truth and the ruins mm-hmm. of Moon Crescent, to power the cities. But Delta is constantly on his tail. And maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> I have something too. And right. uh, and finally, to end this. Uh, Rust Ironhand is like the Otacon to if Jean Pierre is Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Rust Ironhand is Otacon, like in his earpiece. <laughs> like, and now I need you to go to Moon Crescent's ruins, and you should find a castle. Do you see it, Jean Pierre? I see it. <laughs> that's a gr- I love that. What an epic tale! Holy shit! I think that's a wrap. Yeah, no question there. Oh my god. What great prompts. That was great. They were, they were both really good. Thank you, Jackie B. And thank you, Dan Enders. Oh, they're both wonderful game designers, if you were wondering. Um, Jackie's made a game called Bated Breath, which uses Google Maps, the street view, what? as its mechanic. It's what? real neat. That sounds fucking awesome. Cool. It's real, real Find cool. That. Google that. Um, yeah, it's called Bated Breath. Um, and then Dan Enders made a game called The Bite, which is the worst game ever made, yes. but it's the best game ever made. Uh, you can listen to that on my other podcast called Party of One. Ooh, uh, no spoilers. Um, also, Dan created a, um, put together an anthology of mini games called Two Weeks, which benefits the ACLU. I contributed a game to that. You should check that as well. Go do that immediately. If you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, uh, to all my fantasy children for us to make, God, that was an epic tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tweet at us using the handle at amfc underscore podcast or you can also use the hashtag fantasy children you can also comment on our facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children or email us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com and if you really want to support us uh consider backing our patreon at patreon.com slash all my fantasy children uh you know any any support goes to you know live performances, convention appearances, hosting fees, and things like that. It really helps yeah. us out. You can also leave us a nice review on iTunes. That helps new people find the show. It helps us expand and grow. Also, tell a friend if you like the show. Give us a recommendation. You know, in life. Yes. Tell your <laughs> tell your friends. I have a shout out that I would love to make. Sure. First, uh, Caitlin Steele. Thank you so much for your support. You're, oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you you're so fantastic. Much. Thank you so much. And also, Blake Ryan, thank you so much for your unending oh, support of all my fantasy Thank children. you so much, Blake. That's wonderful. Yeah. Do you have a verbal hug? I think I do. Okay. Sometimes things aren't going to go the way that you think they're going to go. That's okay. You just got to roll through it and know that you're going to pull yourself up and it's going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to pull yourself up and it's going to be better. You're going to be better when you've pull your, when, when you, when you roll through. And it might take a while. It might not be immediate, but there's going to come a time when you've rolled through it and you'll feel better and you'll be better. It really is about how many times that you get back up after you're knocked down. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a sprint. It is a marathon. Yes. And just keep that in mind through with everything. That it's not about how many times you succeed, it's about how many times you fail and get back up again. That is correct. And with that, good, good night, night and, and good, good game. game.